Happy second Sunday of Easter. It's a joy to be live streaming and connecting with you all this Sunday. A little bit more simply after the, the, the relative extravagance of Easter Sunday. When we had trumpet and we had um, lots of singing and more people. This Sunday we're a little bit more back to I feel like this lesson, this gospel, is such a beautiful one. And we're going to talk about doubt, but at first I just want to say that certainty is a powerful thing. Certainty is a powerful thing. When you're certain about something, it can give you the courage of your convictions to do scary things. It can give you the, um, the spirit that you need to wade into difficult conversations. It can give you the, the impetus to do what needs to be done for your own, other people's, and the world's good. Certainty is a powerful thing. And it's wonderful when we can, in our certainty, like in the, our certainty of God's love, do things that will help us understand and expand our walk with Christ and our um, ability to Form the the injustices and um, all the things in this world that make us lament. So certainty is a powerful thing, but that certainty becomes becomes a liability sometimes. Always the best thing. If you're so certain about your point of view, you can trample over another's. If you're so certain that someone is in the wrong, you can stop seeing their humanity and treat them with less dignity or respect feeling like they deserve it. Anne Lamont, the Christian writer of so many books, um, Bird by Bird, Operating Instructions, Amazing Grace, all kinds of things, wrote once that certainty is wonderful unless God agrees with you all the time. If God agrees with you all the time, then are you really listening to God? Are you interpreting God to um, back you up, to back you up? I think that's where discernment comes in. And we may need more discernment now than ever 
as we continue to isolate and socially distance ourselves and we're tempted to Uh, make excuses for slackening our, um, our, our, our care that we're taking so that those who have the virus or might, have the, might get the virus are safe. After a few weeks of distancing and isolation, we might be tempted to say, well, it's not as bad, we don't have it, I can go out, why is everybody worried? But that's a temptation and a certainty that grows when you're not really listening. It's a temptation. your will or your convenience ahead of what we're being asked to do for the benefit of others. So certainty, certainty needs discernment. Certainty is a powerful thing that can go either way. There is also power, and this I think is so important to say in light of the gospel today, there is also power in the encounter with God in the room of our fear. There is also power in inviting Christ to know our doubt. There is also power in the recreation of the wounded, There's the power of grace, of God's transformative work on the cross, of the love shown in the resurrection, of the forgiveness shown, the power of forgiveness in the resurrection. The disciples encountered God in the room of their fear that week after the resurrection they were They were hiding in isolation, not necessarily to take care of others, but certainly to take care of themselves. They were afraid, and with good reason, that they too might be hurt. They were afraid, and with good reason, that they too may be hung up on a cross They were afraid and didn't know what to do, really, with the news that the Lord had been seen and had been resurrected. And so they huddled together. They huddled together in a room. And when Jesus entered, he entered into the room of their fear, and he extended a grace to the disciples, a grace beyond any that they had previously known, a grace that enabled them to overcome their fear and their, 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 not their isolation, but to overcome their fear and their paralysis. 
paralysis that led them to stay locked away and not to witness. God entered in the form of the resurrected one into the room of their fear and extended the grace they needed to stand firm in the love of God and to discern what their next steps would be without knowing, like we don't know, exactly what the future holds for them. There is power also in inviting Christ to know our doubt. And Thomas did that today. He said it in the gospel today. He said it, I will not believe. He said it honestly, vulnerably, to his friends. And since they had seen the Lord, he said it to Christ himself. Jesus entered again into that gathering where doubt still remained, although the fear was dissipating. The resurrected one entered into that gathering, into that doubt, with the power of the transformation of the cross with the power to know that Christ still loves you, even in doubt. Doubt is something that we all grapple with. Doubt is something that throughout our lives we struggle with, we encounter, and if we don't, that I'm not sure we're really being truthful. Think about it in your, your, your childhood. Maybe there was something that you didn't understand. Maybe it was something about the world that didn't make it into your understanding of your faith. Maybe it was just well, if my brothers are Christians and they're, 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 they're tricking me all the time, what does that mean about our faith? Something as simple as a child questioning the teasing of siblings or friends. Maybe in adolescence you wondered, how could there be so much injustice? compassion. And as an adult, and now in this time of the coronavirus, maybe we think, where is God in all of this? And maybe there are flashes of doubt. Thomas invited Christ to know his doubt. And when you have doubts now, whatever they are, 
Do not be afraid to share them. Do not be afraid to invite Christ to know them in prayer, in conversation, because only that way will you be able to feel and experience the transformation that the Spirit of God and the Resurrected One is able to work in our hearts and souls and minds when we let Christ into our doubt and discernment. I'm going to talk about that more during all of Easter on these Sundays that come up. There's so many Christians that are saying, well, we're going to continue to gather, and God is going to keep us from being sick. And that is tempting God. That is tempting the world. God wants us to be smart and sensitive and caring and careful and not proud and tempting. The resurrected one was crucified. And when he appeared to the disciples, he showed him his wounds from the resurrection, from the crucifixion. I think that one of those beautiful things that we're called to remember is that God could have erased those wounds and asked us to forget that there is suffering. But we're not called to forget the suffering or to pretend like it doesn't happen and won't happen. We're called to look at the wounds of the crucified Christ and walk with him to healing, to a recreation of the wounded and the wounding that happens in this world as a testimony to the forgiveness and love of God for each and every one of us. So remember, God can handle your doubt. God can handle your fear. God can handle wanting to put yourself first. And the way God handles that is with grace, with forgiveness, and with the power of the resurrected one showing up in those places that we'd rather he not see and saying, I am with you always. Peace be with you.
and as his great mercy God has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead Amen Alleluia